Welcome to another episode of What Are We Doing, a podcast from The Highlander. Mike Baker of The Highlander here this morning with Ron Evans, a candidate in Ward 4 in Dysart et al. How are you doing today, Ron? I'm pretty good. Good, good. All right, so uh, we're going to be talking today about, um, yeah, a lot of issues that are uh, that are sort of bubbling, well, I say under the surface, but have been there for a long time in Halliburton County, yeah. uh, while also getting into your background a little bit and uh, touching on, you know, what inspired you to, to run for office. So, um, yeah, I'm going to put a bit of a focus first on some of those personal items. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a chance to tell people a little bit about Ron Evans. So how long have you lived uh, in Halliburton County? Uh, well, my family has been part of uh, Halliburton since the mid-80s. Um, my parents, they moved up here. They bought 10 acres on North Shore, and they owned the property that was the scenic lookout. Oh. And so we built a house on Mifflin Road. It's way back there. You can probably hear it because I think the person lives there might be raising dogs if they haven't moved. But <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, they, they came up here. They, they, they sort of tried to retire moving mm-hmm. up here, but that didn't happen. Um, my mom, she worked for a while with one of the real estate companies. And my dad, of all the jobs that he did in his life, his most favorite one, and believe it or not, was being one of the dump guys at Maple Lake. <laughs> that was right in his wheelhouse. He loved it. So how long have you permanently lived uh, lived in the community? I've permanently lived up here since 2009. Uh, my wife's family, they, they were cottagers up here for close to 50 years. So um, before her parents passed away, they had a cottage over on Boshkan. And so I would come up like, a lot of the weekends as well. So... Uh, I'm quite used to, even though I don't own a cottage, the cottage life. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what do you do for uh, what do you do for a living? Um, uh, my wife Kim and I we we run a studio uh, out on uh, Kinesis Lake Road called Indigo Dragonfly, and what that is, it's a yarn and dyeing company, and we also do things like uh, designing uh, knitwear, um, teaching. Uh, my wife she teaches all over North America, so. Well, it's a perfect place, I guess, Halliburton County to, to, to have a business like that. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting because it doesn't follow anything that I learned in my, uh, in my education. So, like, my background's in journalism. And, of course, being, being a newspaper person after a year, I decided to run movie theaters. So, because, you know, there's just such an obvious connection between the two. <laughs> And now here we are running for uh, running for municipal office. Is that something you've ever done before? Well, I've when I was seventeen, um, I, I, I got uh, I don't want to say hornswoggled. I, I, I was uh, brought into a municipal campaign for the manager for the uh, mayor of Georgina, okay. and uh, it was kind of, kind of killer, kind of cool. I was uh, like a kid still in high school. And it's like, okay, you're in charge of handling all the volunteers. So you're gonna you're gonna organize them, you're gonna make sure they get out and the hand out the flyers that they're contacting people. And nearly forty years later, this is I think my eighth election cycle doing either volunteers or working or being in within governmental agencies and parties and such like that. So wow. it's it's something that I've done a long time, but this is the first time I've run as a candidate. So what was it that made you want to, you know, stand in this election and put your name forward as a candidate? Well, I've been thinking about it for quite a while, but one thing that 
was really interesting was uh, in this past spring, I was leading a class at the uh, at the high school uh, in uh, teaching the kids all about elections, the, the processes and uh, what the candidates go through. And we got to a discussion of, of voting. And there was a few kids in the class that were actually of age to vote. It was, it was a senior class. And one of the kids said, I, I'm not going to vote. And I asked him why. And his response was, I hate politics. And so without even thinking about it, my response to that is, well, if you hate politics, you should find out why and then do something about it. I think that's important too, because when you look at, you know, I feel like any election these days, the big talking point after the fact, even more so than, than the winner is voter turnout. And you look at, uh, you know, the most recent election uh, in Ontario, I think we have less than, less than 50%. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a big problem sort of trying to, trying to bridge that divide and, and get people passionate about politics again. So, I mean, yeah, yeah that's, uh, yeah, the fact that you know you're doing that work, I think that's uh, oh, that's that, that's great. So, Alan, you know, are you still are you still sort of doing that, or um, at this particular time, I am not, and the, and the reason being is if if you if with the with the organizations I deal with, if you're running as as a candidate, you can't be part of of the organization. That's that's just a, a conflict of interest. So, okay. I, I stay away from that as much as possible. Fair at least they they try to make me stay away. <laughs> I'll just say, no, send your email over there. All right, so a little chance to talk, boast about yourself a little bit here, but uh, you know, what skills do you think you would bring to the table should you be successful in your bid for, for Ward 4 Counselor? Well, probably the biggest thing that I've got going for me is, well, a few things. First thing is common sense. That's something you can't buy, it's something you can't teach, and it's something that I really pride myself on. I, I find I have the ability to listen to pretty much any argument, any discussion, and find middle ground as, as best as I can. And it takes a lot to upset me. <laughs> I, I, I know this job can be very stressful, but I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, and uh, it's I also have just a great love of community. And that's one of the, the big things that I always had in my life. I grew up in small towns. Places where you, everybody knew everybody, everybody knew your business, whether you liked it or not. And um, I really feel a place here. And where I am on Kinesis Lake Road, I've been there for 12 years now. And uh, it's, a, it's a lovely community there. And there's, there's a lot of issues that need to be dealt with, but uh, I think I'm up to the task. So let's touch on, you know, you, you mentioned that love for community, you know, what involvement you do have in the community right now. I know you mentioned uh, before, you know, you're, you're involved with Canoe FM and that sort of stuff. Why don't you list off some of the other things that's, uh, that you do in the community? Yeah, well, with Canoe, I've been there on the air since 2010. Uh, for the last five years, um, I've been hosting a show called 25 O'Clock. Uh, it's a cheap plug here. It's uh, Fridays at midnight and Mondays at 11 p.m. <laughs> But you wouldn't know it's me because I go by the name of Brother Bill. Okay. And the reason I did that because I had a second show at one time, and so I wanted to separate them because we came one after another. So, uh, yeah, uh, that is that was just a love of um, communication, really. I, I've worked in newspapers, movie theaters, live theater, uh, you name it, just about every media, um, but not radio until I got here. And... Of that time, the, 12, the last 12 years, uh, six of that I've been on the board of directors and three of that of the president. So 
So you know, what, yeah, tell me a little bit more about that about that show and you know how uh, yeah what 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 you deal with with that uh, with with your time on air. Well, um, it's 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 an hourly show that's basically uh, potpourri for one hundred. It's it's what I want to play, <laughs> and uh, although I, I I am aware of the uh, of the thirty five percent can con content, so I I do take care of that. That's that's very important because uh, uh, the station manager Roxanne she gets a little. <laughs> Uh, let's make sure you're doing that, which is good. And uh, but yeah, it's 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 just a straight variety show. I in one show I can play Frank Sinatra followed by Metallica. So and you know whatever I really want, but it it, it has to make sense. So. Gotcha. All right. So getting back to um, you know specifically, I guess looking towards Ward Four. Mm-hmm. You know what do you see as the number one issue facing that particular community? Um, well, up there, we've got so many cottagers. I think 75% of the population up there is a cottager, either full or year-round or part-time. And so, to me, the, the absolute number one issue up there is the preservation of the lakes and the surrounding land. There's no question about that. Because if that, if that goes, then you're, you're toast. There's, there's, there's nothing else to, for people to look forward to. And we've already seen what's happened in Muskoka. Their lakes are pretty much toast, and you can't afford to buy anything there. Um, South uh, Kawartha, their lakes are the same. And, well, if we don't do anything, we're next. We'll have a chance to expand on that a little more in some later questions, uh, particularly surrounding Halliburton County's new uh, shoreline preservation bylaw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before we do get to that, though, um, you know, it's always an interesting question to ask. What would be your maybe overarching vision for Dysart et al. and you know what it could and, and should be as a community? Uh, well, as a community, uh, we've if you if you look at the statistics, we're one of the oldest and poorest counties in Ontario. And to those, I think to be a successful municipal government, we have to look at our infrastructure. And we're not talking, well, we're out talking stuff, the, the basic stuff like the roads and the internet and stuff like that. But I'm also talking about our human um, portion of the infrastructure. Um, our housing system here is, 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 is in rough shape. There's, there's no place for people to rent. There's no low income housing. Um, there's terrible problems with people trying to find places to rent year round because a lot of them, you know, if, if somebody can rent it in the summer for like two months and get the same amount of money they get for the whole year, then yeah, it's, it's, it's very tempting. Um, so those are things that we have to look forward to. And I'm really hoping that the next council is going to take these issues and run with them. And there's so many more because it's all connected. It's uh, what businesses do we have here that, what that, uh, well, that, that need help? What businesses don't we have here that we could use? Um, how's our healthcare doing here right now? How's our senior services? Um, um, we have little to nothing in terms of senior services or um, youth retention issues. So let's expand a little bit on on that housing. We're going to move now into uh, what's uh, what, what what myself, Sam, and Lisa have sort of come together and, and figured are maybe some of the hot button <laughs> issues facing Halliburton County. I think it's fair to say housing uh, or, or lack thereof is is, is probably up there yeah. uh, as, as the number one, uh, maybe number two issue. 
you know, long-time residents are being forced out of the community now when you look at how much rents have, uh, have increased, you know, the, uh, the supply just isn't there, as you mentioned. Um, you know, it's difficult to, to bring work and professionals into the community to, to relocate here permanently. Yeah. What ideas or solutions do you have to, you know, potentially combat that problem? Well, one idea that I've had, and this, this is a, uh, it's a, it's a deep dish bucket list idea is that I would love to see a trades college established in Halliburton County. Um, if you think about it, the, the, the two big or two of the biggest economic drivers we have up here are construction and tourism and something like a trade college. And, and it could be anything from uh, federal provincial partnerships, uh, I would love to see partnerships with the with the local construction companies. I think this would be a lovely thing right now. And the Ford government, they've they've come out and they said, you know what, we love the trades. We're 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 encouraging people to join the trades. Let's let's see if they'll pony up. And I mean that the twin benefit of, you know, whenever I've spoken to people for stories, particularly in construction and in the trades, is mm-hmm. just how much work there is and how few people there are to do it. So, I mean, that would almost, you know, seemingly kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, absolutely. Look at that house that was on the corner here on Highland Street, had the tarp on the roof for six weeks. And the reason was they just couldn't get anybody to finish the job. So there's, there's, we're definitely hurting in a lot of construction areas and something like a college that just, you get a built in workforce right there. And also, it brings all the benefits of being a, a college town. You get the, all the uh, uh, things that it adds to the economy. It, it, you have to build your houses really fast to get the people in there. But <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that's you know, it's a you know, it's a great idea. You know, bringing a trades college to the community, but I feel like that would almost add to the problem of housing right now. I mean, where? Where, where, where do you think, or where, where do you see, you know, potential for new construction, new builds going up that could, uh, you know, potentially serve as, 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 as homes for, for some of these people coming here? Well, I, I, you know, we've got an MPP at Queens Park um, that I believe we should really start leaning on in terms of getting more help um, to the county and something like housing should be a, a top priority for for Lori. you know um i don't know if we leverage her enough but i bet you we probably could i know she's would be more than happy to have a win yeah up here and i, I think she would be all for it i, I can't I can't see her not being for it. <laughs> I'm going to get your take on a couple of projects that are sort of in the works in the yeah. pipeline right now. Um, you know, some controversy surrounding the proposal to bring condos to, to Grass Lake. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, well, first off, what do you know about that project? And secondly, how, how do you feel about it? Uh, well, any anytime you're, you're putting in medium to large size buildings near lakes, that just creates a whole myriad of problems. Um, luckily, we, we do have bylaws and uh, restrictions in place as long as those are enforced. Um, and it, it doesn't really go against anything that's in the, in the county official plans. Um, then if they're following all the rules and regulations and there's like, I would hope there wouldn't be a massive objection, but it depends really a lot on 
where the where the where the exact location is going to be, how big it is, and whether or not they can handle any uh, secondary stuff like septic or hydro, internet stuff like that. So, and then another development proposed this to sort of change a little bit of a, a partnership between Dysar et al. And, and and places for people for mm -hmm. a, for a project on Wallings Road. I know initially mm -hmm. plans there called for a. Uh, you know, a, a multi-story facility that would house upwards of, of 60 units and, you know, plans have somewhat changed as, uh, you know, the counties got involved and said, you know, they're not sure about that intersection, whether or not they'd be able to handle a development of that size. Yeah. You know, again, yeah, turn over to you. How do you feel about uh, about that Wallings Road proposal? Well, that's something that obviously the municipality would have to take the lead on. And where Dysart falls in there, that's that's, I think that would really depend on what their end results are so okay. all right and then um yeah so i think we tackled uh you know the housing piece i think i think that's going to be the big driver is 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 is, is sort of shaping the future of, of, of halliburton county is how councils over the next uh, 10 year period can help to to improve supply and uh yeah, start giving people who who live here yeah. hope that one day you know they can move on and and, and own their own home and, and people who are coming here, you know, options to to relocate permanently. Say, I know I've I've heard horror stories over uh, over the past twelve months uh, from from professionals who have accepted jobs, come up here and mm -hmm. you know spend a few months living out of uh, out of a motel or relying on a friend for 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 some time and ultimately had to leave because they couldn't find anything permanent. So. Uh, yeah, so I think that's going to be a big, uh, going to have to be a big focus of council moving forward. Yeah, and I'm, I'm obviously not privy to this because I'm not on council right now, but it would be interesting to see if, if the county um, has any um, land that it can free up for these type of things. Okay, and again, this was another point that you uh, you touched on before, but for years, you know, decades even, you know, the Highlands region has been recognized as one of the poorest in Ontario, I think right up there with Manitoulin Island. Yeah. Latest data suggests at least 17% of our population uh, lives in poverty. What do you think can be done to sort of buck this trend and turn the situation around for families who are, you know, struggling to keep their head above water right now? Yeah. Well, I think... Um... Probably, it, you know, it's 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 really hard to do anything that's beyond short term. Like there are some government programs that you you can go through, but a lot of those their paperwork is like ten miles long, and the results generally very usually aren't as great as you would hope them to be. So, um, it, it and it's it's really hard to lean on the current businesses themselves to to do things like increase your hours or. Um, stay open a few weeks later. So, I, 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 it, I, it, it, to me, it, it all comes back to, to the human infrastructure. If you don't have the things like the housing and the, and the healthcare, um, employment just suffers just as badly. So, um, what I can maybe think of is that if you've got um, groups of professionals, you know, um, like the what they're at the Chamber of Commerce, is to start poking them more and, and just doing lots of more brainstorming with them, see if there's anything that we can possibly do that we haven't thought of. And it's uh, bringing people together, especially professionals, and see what comes out of it. Yeah, I've been yeah. a bit, big void of that, I guess, over the last three years. I've had this little thing called COVID we've had to contend yeah. with. But say coming out of that now, like you say, definitely 
definitely chance to, to, to have more of those in-person meetings, in-person sort of brainstorming sessions yeah. to, like you say, come up with, uh, come up with ideas. Yeah. Cause you, you, you really have to have the conversations to start because, um, like myself personally, I, I will I will never mistake myself for being the smartest person in the room. But to me, the smartest person in the room is the room itself, and we have to have these conversations. And you know, and if we had easy answers for these, um, we probably wouldn't be sitting at this desk right now. We would be uh, probably at Queens Park. So, but we, we like I said, we the bottom line is we really have to start these conversations and see if there's something that comes out that we've never thought of or is possible. Okay, bit of a left field one here, but um, you know, surrounding transportation, there's been uh, you know calls from some people that uh, that would like to see a public service put in place, whether that's Halliburton County, whether that's you know Dysart at all. I know there are sort of small operations right now, such as the Dymo bus, yeah. but uh, you know, do you think a wide scale bus service is is feasible for a community as 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 large as as Dysart at all? I don't think a wide scale one is again. It all depends upon the uh, the population. Yeah, you can you can run a transit system at a deficit because it's not really a deficit; it's an investment. But there has to be a certain point where it's too much, and these these were things that have that would have to be studied and see what the actual usage would be. Um, possibly in the summer, it might be a little easier because you know you've got like all all, all the the tourist trade here, but. The rest of the year, if, if we can't even look after the little Dymo bus properly, then then there, there's something fundamentally wrong or there's something that needs to be looked at that's beyond uh, just a, a straight transit system. Um, it could be anything that's uh, like ride shares or some other kind of uh, community-based uh, pick-a-ride, need-a-ride sort of deal. So. Although we start to see some of those things, uh, some of those agreements spring up, and no point in time has uh, come to an agreement with county council for uh, a system somewhat similar to that, where you know yeah. if someone needs a ride somewhere, they can pick up a phone, and you know thirty minutes later they'll be a driver there to to pick them up. And I know there's another a similar agreement brewing between uh, Fleming Crew Search Community Services in the county. I think that was actually done earlier, but uh, they've had some. Uh, some uh, some awful uh, issues there. One of, the, one of the drivers, I think they they, they hired sadly passed away. So they've run into some uh, some issues getting that on the ground. But uh, it's I think it's good that we're starting to see some of these creative uh, creative solutions come about because uh, yeah. yeah I think I, I think I agree with you. I mean a wide a widespread system you're just not going to be able to fund something like that in, in our community without everyone's taxes doubling overnight. So uh, yeah I think we're going to have to see some more of these creative solutions come up to try and get people from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, yeah, another another thing that I think everyone's been noticing, especially over the past 12 months is, you know, COVID restrictions have maybe lightened a little bit is, you know, the help wanted signs that are popping up in, you know, almost every business across Halliburton County. Mm-hmm. How do we go about restocking our, our labor pool and, and, and making the Highlands, you know, an attractive and, and feasible place for people to work, particularly for, entry level and seasonal positions well the number one thing you need to do is pay people a living wage if, if you don't then you're not going the bottom line you're not going to attract people it's it's that plain and simple i was looking minimum uh, living wage uh, as of 2019 this was a report i think was put to county council uh, three years ago 19 dollars 42 cents mm-hmm. that was pre-pandemic so i mean 
Gotta, it, gotta think it's only gone up since then. Oh, a little bit, yeah. So, you know, well, groceries have gone up like 20 to 40%, depending on what you need. Uh, gas is, well, you know, it's coming down a little, but who knows, it can get toilet seat right back up again. Yeah, just to expand on that a little bit, you know, I think you sort of came up with a good idea before talking about, you know, potentially bringing a trade school uh, to the community. You, you also mentioned, I think, um, during your, your intro about trying to look and see what businesses there are uh, in Halliburton County, in Halliburton County, in Dysart at all, that we can help them succeed and what businesses aren't here that we can attract. Have you got uh, any any thoughts as to some businesses or some gaps that do exist in our community right now that's, uh, that we could bring? Um, well, you know what? We're, we're, we're flush with grocery stores and, and pharmacies. <laughs> we're really good with pharmacies. I got to tell you that. But, um, like on, on, on a personal level, there's, there's not a lot that I have to go out of County to get, um, there, there are certain things like office supplies. I run a business. So those I either have to get them, um, uh, couriered or I have to go to Bracebridge to get those. Um, there's not a heck of a lot in the ways of clothing um, other than like the, the, the small mom pa shops. Um, there's not a heck of a lot of stores for kids and uh, although we're, we're getting better with the, with the barber shops, I've noticed that. That's good. Yeah, the, I think the, the focus on kids is a big thing. I mean, there was uh, a lot of uh, Concern raised from the public a few weeks ago when uh, when Dysart had to pull down its its jungle gym in Headlight Park. You know, people worried about what uh, what amenities we do have for for young children. So I mean, mm -hmm. is, would that be a focus of yours if um, you know if you were to sort of come on council and making Dysart maybe more of a of a kid friendly community? Well, part of that is 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 all youth retention, and let's face it once the kids graduate high school here they go off to college and a lot of them don't come back and there's and the reason for that it's, it's the usual stuff there's no housing there's no jobs so we have to find things for to, to keep them here in the county for instance the the trade college would do that um, for younger kids um, we have to look at our programs that we have with the community centers, with the arenas, and see if there's things that are that we're missing. If there's things that we can add that are uh, would be popular but not horribly expensive, because you know, we have to follow budgets. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, this was um, something that just came to mind now, but. Uh, Dysart has uh, a brand new portion of land right on, uh, right on, I think, 118, no, County 121 there, across from the Pine Stone that was gifted to them from, uh, yeah, uh, yeah gift, gifted to them recently. You know, it's slated to be a, a community center, uh, a, you know, at one point. When you look at the facilities that already exist, you know, you look at AJ Liberty Arena, mm -hmm. you look in Minden, they just built, um, you know, a brand new community center there. Do you think... Do you think there's a need for, for something like that uh, over the next 10, 15 years? Um, well, I hear a lot of people would love to see a pool somewhere in Halliburton County. Uh, whether or not that would be Halliburton or Minden, that's that's to be seen, or even whether or not that would be feasible. And also some place where people could uh, work out in the winter. So, um, As to whether or not... We need a like a, a brand new community center. Um, I think it would have to be something that um, this is sustainable 
by itself. So it would really depend on what who the tenants are. Yeah, that was the. I don't. I don't have the information right in front of me, but I think the final the final bill for that arena in Minden was fourteen million dollars. So I mean, uh, something like that would almost immediately overnight become Dysart's uh, sort of biggest uh, biggest ticket uh, item. Uh, you know, maybe alongside any potential expansions to the to the sewer plant. Yeah, and and the idea of having like a, a community center that's got like a theater stuff like that, it, it it's nothing new. This has come up years and years. It comes up on occasion. Um, I think there is something that's in the works right now, but I don't have any details. But this is where um, going to get controversial for a second with this question. Uh, pretty well documented how the Halliburton Minden hospitals have just been decimated with with staffing shortages coming out of the pandemic. Uh, that's led to administration saying temporary ER closures. Um, you know, maybe necessary. Uh, this begs the question, you know, in our minds, do you think that Halliburton County can continue to support and accommodate two hospitals, uh, two separate hospital sites moving forward? Well, I think that would really depend on the, the spacing between the two and what the Ontario government deems necessary. I don't really think that's something that would be our final decision. Um, having said that, um, um, Yes, I, I, I definitely agree that that you know something something needs to be done with their staffing, but it's it's not a simple answer. If if we knew that, then all the hospitals in Ontario would be fine. But I got to tell you something. Like a couple of months ago, I was flipping through the newspaper and I came across an ad from from the, the Halliburton Health Services saying, "Call ahead if to see if the emergency department is is open." And it, it's it's an astounding thing to see. You you would you would never think that would we see we would see anything like that. But um, and of course, uh, I needed to go this week. <laughs> I had to call, and you know, it, it was a, it was about a three hour wait. Um, it, for some people, it was it was difficult. There was one person there who had obviously two kids in tow, and they were very restless. So she was she was stressing out. So well, that's an interesting point. I mean, that's. The whole the whole point of an emergency is you know it's it's sprung up on you and you need you need immediate help and assistance. I mean how yeah. how, how can someone possibly plan for something like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, the the uh, the, the, the little uh, they're the clinic that's in town here. Um, it, it's it's a great place, but I know their their wait list is years. Um, when when my wife and I first moved moved up here in two thousand and nine, we put ourselves right on the wait list. And after about seven or eight years, it's like nothing. So we, we did put our names back on, but we got very lucky in that we were able to uh, find a spot at the Dorset Health Hub when it first opened. So I'm going to frame the question maybe in a, in a bit of a different way. I know, you know, like you said, it, it wouldn't be a final decision of Dice Art Council. Of course, there would be there would be voices there that would be taken into account, but final decision obviously would rest with with, with, the, with the provincial entity. Mm-hmm. Do you think the community would be better served by having one single location, maybe larger with more staff than what it currently has with operating two hospitals? Um, personal opinion, I think it's best to have two. Um, I know there would be some overlap, but you're, you're looking at like a half hour difference between the two and that could be the difference between life and death for somebody. Yeah. So. Okay. 
All right, so now that I've brought up that buzzword of, of, of amalgamation, where do you stand on the possible amalgamation of, of municipalities within within Halliburton County sort of coming together to form a single entity like, like was done in the city of Cork Lakes uh, a couple decades ago? So you're talking one level of municipal government. Yes. Well, most places do have that, so I don't think that would be a big issue. Uh, the folks that are on... The municipal might not like it, but <laughs> I, 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 I really think that if, if the duplication is too much, um, then it, it would make sense to, to streamline it. So I, I personally wouldn't have a problem with that as long as it's done properly and all of our needs governmentally are still taken care of. Yeah. yeah, it's something that's seemingly sort of bubbled there under mm-hmm. the surface for uh, you know for at least a few terms now, but uh, mm-hmm. don't think it's been fully you know fully explored. It's certainly not uh, in any official capacity. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if 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 anyone ever does uh, one day run on this and and try and sort of you know kick it down the kick it down the road. Well, um, it, it would be interesting to see somebody try to do that. Um, I personally wouldn't, but that's uh, and uh, I'm I, I'm sure you've dealt with with uh, with with the municipal and, and you know county uh, governments with within your job, and you know that sometimes it can get very confusing as to who does what. So I think, and, and that that's probably right across the board with with a lot of people that live in the county. It's like who does what. So to get rid of one level or to modify it or expand one and kind of shrink the other at the same time. I think it could work as long as it's done right. Okay. And, you know, this was something that you sort of touched on as being maybe the number one issue, uh, you know, for you in Ward 4, but, uh, you know, the environment and, mm-hmm. and, and lake health. Yeah. The county has adopted a new shoreline preservation bylaw. Yeah. Um, you know, following years of debate, controversy, you know, it initially was put forward, I think, about 18 months ago and then was... You know, said no. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna revisit it again, but it was it was finally passed uh, last month. So, have you had a chance to sort of uh, you know delve into that at all? Look at the documents and sort of get some thoughts about it. Um, I have seen the the, the final document, yes, and um, I've had uh, a chance to discuss it at length uh, with the with the director of planning at at, uh, at Halliburton County. So. Okay. so, what are your what are your thoughts about it? What do you what do you like about the document? Well, um, they are. Well, and they, uh, the, the planning department, they, they're of the opinion that, you know, they've, they've spent like four or five years getting this thing done. They, they've, they've put the, uh, the people that are, let's call them the experts, shall we? These are the folks that, that do this for a living. They, they, it's their jobs to put these things together. And I think what, what they've come up with, I know it's, it's been a little bit of a compromise to get it passed, but, I think they've done the best as they could, given the circumstances. Is it perfect? No. Did they have to give up a lot of stuff? Yes, they did. But like any bylaw, and and this is the beauty of bylaws, is that they're meant to be changed if they need to be. So, is there anything that you would have liked to have seen included, or you would you would like to see changed? Well, when when I saw the 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 second last. Uh, document. This was before they got all the, all the wording cleared up and everything. My my first initial impression is that you know what they've got an idea, they've got a plan, they've got implementation, but they don't have enough follow up. So, do they have enough staff? 
So my first instinct was to contact the county and say, well, how many people would actually be doing this work, uh, looking after the, the houses and the septic and the trees and such? And if you, if you did the math, um, and maths, you know, sometimes math is hard, but this one is really easy because there are very few people in, in, in the department. If you, if you look at how much work they would have to do, how many applications they would have, it simply didn't add up. So in my conversations uh, with, 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 uh, with the municipality, um, they, they, they said that they're going to be asking for more people to handle this. And that wasn't addressed in the document, but I don't think it would be because that's more of a, an HR budget issue. Um, the, the, the document itself was just laying out, here's what you do. So. Yeah, I think that was a big thing was, you know, it, it's all well and good having this new 50 page you know, yeah. document saying, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do. But unless you've got those people following up, you've got that bylaw, um, you know, enforcement there to, 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 you know, to actually be able to, to do their jobs and, and hold these people to account when they're breaking it. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's going to be a big thing, I think, is making sure that there are enough people to, to follow up on these issues moving forward. Yeah, well, that, that's that's going to be one of one of county's big things is keeping on their butts to make sure that they're doing the work. Okay, and what is uh, well, you know what has been the um, response from people in Ward Four uh, to that document? You know, is this something that uh, that people are you know, supportive of? Um, I'm I'm finding that it's 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 split. Um, you're you're you know what you're always going to get folks that say you know what I own this piece of property I can do whatever the heck I want with it, and that's understandable, but there's also the flip side of whatever you do on your property affects the people next to you and also down the lake. So, um, and I, I, I didn't touch on this when we started, but one, one of, one of the, the reasons that I'm running is that, quite frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm really sick of all the divisiveness that we've had in our politics over the last several years. Um, community is supposed to be community. You work together, and there's, there's it's, it's some things they've, they've just gotten too far out of hand. Um, there's too much, there's too much selfishness. There's too much we. There's not a, or sorry, it's too much me, not enough we. And I would really hope that people can put their put their heads together, put their differences aside to figure this stuff out. Now there's some some of the organizations like the the cottage association, like association, they're doing great jobs, and but they've got so much on their plates right now. There's no way that they they, they should even be having to do half of this stuff. Like they're doing water testing, they're I don't, they're not policing, but if something happens, then you know word gets gets out somehow. Um, I, I I actually feel a little bad for them because they have to deal with so much and. I would I would love to see the municipality take on more of this. Now, with, with the again further discussions with uh, with the municipality, the uh, the shoreline bylaw is just a small part of, of an entire package. Um, there's there's so, there's lots that yeah, that has to be added. I believe next up would be like the water quality itself and the preservation of the lakes. Because first you did the you did the trees, you did the clearing. Now this part that just came up, that's got the shorelines, the septic and stuff like that. And the third step is the water. And some of some of the organizations like the, the Kinesis Lake Cottage, they're doing their own water testing. You know what? Great on them, but they shouldn't have to be. 
that should be a municipal thing. That should be something that uh, the county is working with the with the, with the ministries and eventually to, to get done. And like I said at the beginning, if, if our if our lakes are toast, then that's 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 a huge chunk of our economy. Well, it's encouraging to see that you know recently Dysart adopted a, a new strategic plan, and, and and right in there, almost one A was. Uh, you know, maintaining our natural environment that was seen as being the biggest priority for not just this council, but, you know, future councils. Yeah. Um, you know, that's going to be a living document that, that, that can be changed. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly got the sense that, that, that that's something that's probably going to stick in there for, uh, you know, for probably for the entire living life of that document. Yeah. And you know what? There's, there's, there's folks out there that, um, this, this is... I hate to say it, but this is what they're 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 running for as candidates. This is, this is one issue, and you know what? It, it, it's I love their passion, but at the end of the day, you got to have a whole plan. So, okay. next up on the county's radar, another uh, contentious issue uh, that surrounding short-term rentals. Uh, yeah. Do you think they have a place in Halliburton County? And if so, how would you go about regulating them moving forward? Well, that's that's a tough one because you're you're, you're kind of skirting the question of uh, legal issues. Is this um, if you if you're renting to somebody that that you know obviously doesn't live there, um, who's responsible for for their conduct? Um, and if you're if you're also renting, are you technically a business? And so, yeah, council is definitely going to have to look at this because there's there's a whole just a whole buttload of, <laughs> of, of legal issues that are going to have to be taken care of. So, is this a problem in, in your ward? You know, is there, are there many lakes that, that you find are starting to have these Airbnbs spring up uh, and, and have activity all throughout the summer? I, I know there's, there's a certain amount of activity uh, up, up Kinesis and, and, and Redstone. Um, and I, I would, you know, I, I would hope that for the most part, people that, that do rent these places short term, they, they're, they're respectful, but you know, there's always going to be some that aren't and they're going to really stick out. So uh, it's, if somebody's doing something wrong, it's going to be very obvious. So. Okay. And so the Highlands population, you know, growth, you know, is almost being, you know, weighted in older demographics. You know, we've become a destination that people like to retire to. Uh, you know, the population of the younger age groups obviously has not been growing at the same rate. And I think you can point towards, you know, job opportunities, uh, you know, the rising uh, living costs here as, as reasons for that. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think this is something that the township should be concerned about? And if so, what, what strategies do you think could realistically be implemented to try and, you know, drive and bring more, more young people to, to Halliburton County and make it more of a, more of a destination? Um, Destination for living or destination for for, for living for living for, for sure. Um, you have to improve the economy. You have to improve the housing. That's 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 bottom line. And if you can't do that, then you know, good luck at at, at well at inviting anybody here. So, well, I mean, that, that, I guess that should be the question. Um, you know, instead, uh, is it, is this something that, that you personally are concerned about, or you know, do you think that the makeup of the community? does need to change to ensure our you know long-term success or you know do you think that we're we're doing okay as we are oh no we we have we have to grow our services there's there's absolutely no doubt okay 
And as you look at you know look ahead, if you were to be successful, you were to be elected, uh, you know, following the October twenty fourth election, first thing that would come up is. Uh, Budget. That's always uh, as as you head towards the end of the year, beginning of a new one. Uh, you know that document. What would be your priority for for the twenty twenty three budget? You know, should you be elected? Uh, well, uh, specifically for Ward Four, I, I I would really want to make sure that, that the roads portion of this is at least kept status quo, uh, and. Uh, because that that's that's I would like to say that's item one A in terms of people's resp- uh, necessities up there. Um, there's there's other things that, that that need to be looked at as as the basic infrastructure what what goes with roads also like the ditches and the culverts and the and then you've got the other stuff like a uh, hydro and uh, internet and GPS and all that stuff. Those those have to be looked after. But as far as the budget goes. Um, on the whole, I think as the county itself, it really needs to be cognizant of where it's spending the big bucks. So, and that would be, I would imagine it's police and then something else, you know, like snow removal and stuff like that. Those, those really have to be looked at. And we, we have to, since it would be a new council, um, they would really have to lean heavily on the staff, I would believe to make sure that, you know, first off, we understand what we're doing. And secondly, to say, well, well, we want to cut the cops by 20%. And I'm going, well, you can't actually do that. And this is why. Yeah. All right. I think we covered a, a wide range of topics there. Uh, you know, any final thoughts, anything that we haven't, uh, haven't brought up that, you know, is a priority for you heading into, uh, heading into your campaign? Um, well, the one thing that I, I would love to do um, when you elect me is that is is, is to um, start having these conversations. Um, if you if you look at, at my 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 social media, my website, stuff like that, I've got my uh, my policy positions. I've got uh, my platform. I've got discussions on you know this is what I'm about. Um, these are things that I would like to see done, but you know what? I'm just one person. I'm just, even though I might be a candidate, I'm, I'm still just a member of the community. So what I would love to see is to start having lots and lots of community meetings. Um, we, we've got the, the West Guilford Center that's got lovely rooms in the basement. You can seat 60 apparently. And I would love to, you know, like have monthly meetings and or bi-monthly meetings and talk about the issues. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be anything that's on the immediate radar of, of council. It can be, you know, okay, today we're going to, we're going to look at, at uh, business strategies and invite uh, some of the business leaders that live in the ward and see what we can come up with. Um, you can sit down and say, well, how would we like to communicate better amongst ourselves? Is it something like a, an electronic whiteboard? Um, is there ways that say, somebody needs to go to the grocery store, needs a ride? How do we do that? So that, that to me, that, that's, that's huge. I, I, I really want to, I want to say, take the politics out of the government and give it back to the community and make it as transparent and open as possible. Perfect. Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time uh, this morning, Ron. Pleasure chatting and uh, thank you for listening.
What Are We Doing is a podcast produced by Justin Van Leishout in partnership with The Highlander. Reporters working on this project include me, Sam Gillett, our editor, Lisa Gervais, and Mike Baker. Be sure to follow along as we cover candidates in your riding, as well as everyone running for election across Halliburton County. Music in this episode is from Kashaga, and our cover art is from Jason Yates, who can be found on Instagram at jy.inc. Music